0: Hello, and welcome to Disney Girl Talk, a podcast
1: where Disney girls talk about the magic of all things Disney. From parks, movies, shows, music, and more, whatever comes to mind. I'm Abby. And I'm Megan. We are the Disney girls on this podcast who, well, like to talk. And with that in mind, we invite you to relax. Let us pull up some headphones as we proudly present your your podcast.
0: Uh our guests, be our guests, let our do the test. Howdy, folks. Abby here, popping on the mic. Just wanted to do a quick introduction before today's episode. Megan and I reached deep into the vaults of the Disney Girl Talk episodes to share one of our former full starts into the podcast. So please enjoy another one of our secret prattles.
1: So obviously, when Abby and I get talking, or in this case, prattling, we start asking each other some fun questions about Disney and talking about random history and trivia which prompted today's question
0: the question of the day is what Disney character should be the mascot for each park and what should the icon for each park be let's get problem
1: all right I'm thinking we just start off with you know the, the king of the parks let's start off with Magic Kingdom
0: yes excellent the home where dreams come true also as a kind of like a fun little side note did you know that the magic kingdom in disneyland is actually referred to as the happiest place and the one in florida is referred to as the most magical place
1: yes i i love knowing that though and it's funny too because so many people actually flip them and i'm never i'm never going to be the person that corrects someone on that but in my head i'm sitting there going
0: I know something you don't. <laughs> the only time I would ever correct somebody is if someone was upset at me for something that was out of my control while I was working. And they'd say, isn't this the happiest place on earth? Then I would be like, technically, it's the most magical. It's happiest <laughs> is in California. Sorry. So if you you, you, know, you can go there. And that's for another
1: prattle. <laughs> See, this is why we call it the prattle, because we haven't even gotten to the topic yet.
0: Yeah, we are trying to corner the market in Canada of being the queens of uh, tangents and literally prattling on. I think we've done it. I think we've accomplished that. We're almost there. We're so close. (laughs) So Magic Kingdom. Yes, the Magic Kingdom, the the homeland. And I think uh, uh, as we continue on, we should maybe try to kind of go in like chronological order of each of the parks in in Florida in particular. I think that'll be our focus for today. So, I mean, if you're going to talk about the icon for that park, I think it goes without saying the castle, it, it does its job well. If it ain't Baroque, don't fix it.
1: You're not wrong.
0: <laughs> At least in this context. And then for the, uh, for the character, I feel like, honestly, when I immediately think of it, I actually kind of think of maybe like Tinkerbell.
1: Yeah. Actually, funny, that was actually the first thing that popped into my head. I originally started going with, like, you know, the obvious is Mickey and Minnie. Mm-hmm. But I, I get, I think they're more known as the icons or the mascots of Walt Disney World as a whole. And I hate using... For the company. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for the entire company, actually. And I hate using the word mascot, but I, I think I'm more character that best represents the park or something but like yeah the okay. first thing that I think of is Tinkerbell because of you know the fireworks show and she flies down <laughs> I know just
0: I oh. love it when she flies
1: I know okay so now if we if we didn't pick Mickey or Minnie and we didn't pick Tinkerbell is there anybody else that you would put in Magic Kingdom
0: you want to make this hard on me
1: I've got one Cinderella, Cinderella oh. so so that, that's the only other one that I would think of is just simply because it's her castle.
0: That's a fair point. I didn't think of it that way. But at the same time, I don't know. There's a part of me that almost wants to just to, to play a bit of an advocate here. Because like when I think about the Magic Kingdom too, though, I don't. I mean, I obviously think about Fantasyland. Fantasyland's yes. my home. But I I also like I when we even talk about it. I think about the old. Walt Disney Presents our Wonderful World of Color and when they were introducing Disneyland and how like Tinkerbell would change her costume as they're talking about each land in the opening introduction. And in, in my head, I'm like, I need a character who can do that. And I don't.
1: There isn't one other than her.
0: That, yeah. I mean unless unless would you make the argument that instead of just having one legendary icon character for the park would you have one for each land because the the magic kingdom you think about it, is the one with the most unique and and very different kind of experiences depending on which part of the park they are in from each other
1: Absolutely about? yeah no I definitely agree and honestly that's the I thinking about the magic kingdom that's probably the hardest part of trying to pick only one because the magic kingdom represents like so much like it represents tomorrow it represents fantasy adventure so i i honestly don't even that's the the hardest part and literally the only reason i would have said cinderella is literally because of the castle Um, no that totally makes sense i like the idea of an icon for all seven okay so now okay then let's continue this conversation then if you had to pick one for each area of the park which Characters, would you do? Let's start in Adventureland. Who would you pick for Adventureland?
0: Okay, stay with me with this one. I'm staying, Donald. Okay. Honestly, for the main reason of, I think back to some of the older cartoons that he used to do, or even like this is this is a very unique callback, but it's uh, Donald in math Mathematicland, something like that, and just he's the one who I can see in my head so easily going into a jungle and just like putting on his little explorer bowler hat and you know putting on the, the the khaki and uh he'd be he'd be like i feel like he would somehow in a very strange way be able to seamlessly fit in with a jungle cruise skipper a pirate and working with the tiki birds that's my argument for donald what about you oh my gosh you know the worst part is now that i'm actually thinking about this i'm going oh there's too
1: many <laughs> You know, my first thought was Donald as well, but just for the sake of adding a unique twist to this and, you know, deviating so it's not too much the same, I'm, I, you know what, I'm just going to go out on a whim and say Captain Jack Sparrow.
0: Oh, I didn't even think about live action character. That makes, that makes sense. I like that. Oh my goodness, could you imagine him being in charge of a jungle cruise boat?
1: <laughs> that would be a brilliant... Disney, please do it. Listen to pick us, it, do it.
0: Pick it part of a Halloween special. Like a little special overlay. An overlay, Captain Jack takes over the Jungle Cruise. Done. Oh,
1: That sounds brilliant.
0: There we go. We can't pick your icons, but we can tell you about theme overlays. All right. Yeah, if we continue on, that we would be going next to Frontierland. And I feel like if I'm really honest for me, I think the character that I would want to go with is one of the characters from Country Bear. Yeah. Or rather, actually I know exactly which one, Big Al. Yes! (laughs) Because one, you never forget his name. Two, you never forget what he looks like. And three, I think he's that perfect combination of kind of melting pot point of everything that would be considered the frontier. Like he could fit on Thunder Mountain going to look like he's going to go had to work in the mines he would make sense in the current rendition of when we are recording this of Splash Mountain because he 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 an animal who sings and it's just cute and adorable and fuzzy he makes sense obviously in Country Bear he could work in Pecos Bill because I mean also his ride exits out to that
1: brilliant I love it definitely agree And again, I, I, you know, honestly, I figured we were going to have very, very similar characters because we think alike when it comes to this stuff. To deviate and have a unique perspective, I, so three popped in my head. The very first one, obviously, was Country Bears. The second one is Br'er Rabbit, just because I have a little Br'er Rabbit wishable. And he came with me everywhere in the park on our last trip.
0: He played a very important feature for most of our photos on that last trip.
1: And it was really cute. I loved him. So yeah, fur rabbits just—he's just cute, and uh, I just—I always think of a little wishable, and you just taking him everywhere. But also Davy Crockett, I just—I can't Ooh. go into Frontierland without. It's pretty saying Davy Crockett. So I know again, I'm going with the—the the live actions are popping into my head right now.
0: I like it. I like your choices. All right, this brings us next to in Florida Liberty Square to change things up. You go first.
1: Ooh. Okay. I know this is going to sound hilarious and out of nowhere, but I'm going to say the moments. I
0: know what you're going to say. Wait, what? The Muppets. That was not what I thought you were going to say.
1: What did you think I was going to say?
0: <laughs> I thought you were going to say Constance Hatchaway.
1: <laughs> well, that's a good one too, but.
0: <laughs> no, no, no. We'll, we'll, save, we'll save Constance next. Tell us the Muppets, because I okay, now I think I know your thought process as to why, but I wanna hear it to see if I'm right.
1: Okay, so reason for my choice is the Muppets have a show in Liberty Square above the Hall of Presidents called The Muppets Present Great Moments Great Moments in American History and i just i I just always remember walking through and i unfortunately i always caught the tail end of this show but i just thought it was so cute and i always associated the muppets with liberty square because of this show so that's my reasoning
0: well i was gonna say you know what i actually i can see that and if you like narrowed it down to like sam the eagle in particular you could just like see him standing there being yes this is liberty square full of freedom And ghosts and freedom. (laughs) Enjoy your stay. Like, I I mean that was a terrible Sam the Eagle impression. I apologize. I I promise impressions are better than that, but not for him. So yeah, actually, like you say that, and at first I I kinda had a Tim the Toolman Taylor moment of what? But yeah, I like that one. That's a good one.
1: Okay, now you gotta explain constants. I know why, it's obvious, but I mean I I just want to hear from you your
0: (laughs) It's like, you know why I chose that, but you want to hear why I chose that to see if you were right. Yeah, well, I, I kind of went with Constance just because it's so unique. And actually I was listening to another podcast earlier, I think it was the Imagineer podcast with one of their episodes and talking about the fact that every adaptation of the Haunted Mansion throughout the world is in a different land. So it's kind of cool the fact that Constance is in Liberty Square in this particular one, so I thought it would be kind of cool to have like this ethereal creepy not your normal thought process of a of a character to do that. And also it's one of the ones where you can uniquely say this is something that was solely made up for the parks, which I thought would be kind of cool too. But nah, man, Sam the Eagle now. I'm for it. Muppets.
1: All right, moving on. Next, Fantasyland. Okay, you have to go first for this one. This is your home area.
0: Yeah, my. this is my home, way from home. As an honorary Lost Boy, I came up with three.
1: All right, um, let's hear them. Let's
0: okay, so one that immediately, as soon as, my, as you started to say Fantasyland, the one that came to my brain was Peter Pan obviously but you know honorary lost boy I know where my loyalties lie the second one that came to mind though and this is very odd and probably not a good idea but fun in theory would be the clock face of it's a small world at like anthropomorphized into a cartoon character
1: interesting okay
0: because like at first I was like Peter Pan and then I went no small world doll and I went no better the clock just because when I think of Fantasyland and I mean I know those were my two rides but when I really do think of Fantasyland oh shoot now I have a fourth one <laughs> Talk about prattle. okay this is this is the problem there's too many things going on in my brain but when I think of Fantasyland I do think about it's a small world so then that leads to my number three where because it's also my one of my favorite rides in that area or attractions rather is I it would be Mickey with as a conductor with his sorcerer's hat from PhilharMagic but I actually realized what the best one would be scratch everything I said before none of it exists a carousel horse that's a good idea right well before we continue on a whole new prattle and tangent on just strictly carousel horses because don't don't tempt me I'll do it let's hear your answers for fantasyland
1: so I'm going to go and agree with you about Peter Pan. That was honestly my first thought when you started talking about it. But I still keep thinking of Cinderella. Just because it's Cinderella's castle and you got the carousel. I, yeah, I just, Fantasyland for me is very much like the, the princesses a lot. I recognize with, I guess. And then, funny enough, Winnie the Pooh. I just love Winnie the Pooh and he's just like you know he's got his own little random you know corner Pooh's, Pooh's thoughtful corner over there and I just think he's cute but yeah I think I think those are probably the ones there's other ones that I think could probably be better but just from off the top of my head if I took more time to really dive deep and connect with the inner thoughts and feelings of Fantasyland, land I'm sure I could probably pick up better ones on to Tomorrowland
0: Tomorrow comes... Wrong park. Right idea. All right. I feel like you should take this one because like, if if Fantasyland is my jam, I feel like, I mean, considering the name of our prattle, Tomorrowland is your happy place and you should take the lead.
1: A hundred percent. I've got a couple thoughts going through my head, but again, one of those, like the first one I jumped to is Stitch. And I know Stitch doesn't have a ride there technically anymore, but I... I just, I like him in there. Like, he belongs in there. Buzz Lightyear, I feel like, is an obvious one. But I think you might appreciate this one. Push the trash
0: can. <gasps> Yay! Yes, I don't care. I don't even need the rationality. Yes, I am for it. All the yes. Explain to the listeners why. Or who.
1: Or oh, all right. of it. Just do it. So for those of you that don't know who Push the Trash Can is, obviously, if you go around anywhere in any Disney park, specifically the Magic Kingdom, all the trash cans have Push on the door of the trash can. And they're all themed into their different lands and everything. So there is one particular trash can and every once in a while it would just spark to life and move around and it would talk to people and people would throw out you know their their trash in them and he'd go around and be like thank you and oh do you want to throw your trash out and you know just push me and like it was just the cutest thing ever and people absolutely loved push and oh my i keep saying it's a he i do you
0: know i'm pretty sure push identified as a male because think- he also had a girlfriend
1: That's right. I forgot about that. Yes. Okay. So, yeah. His
0: his girlfriend was Bubbles. She was originally on Main Street, but then she moved to Fantasyland. There you go. And she blew bubbles.
1: I love it. I I used to love. Oh, the two of them were just the cutest together. But yes. So, Push was wonderful, and sadly is yes, he's retired. I haven't seen him in Tomorrowland in a number of years. But anyway, so that's that's Push the Trash Can, and honestly, people were signing petitions to bring him back (laughs) because he was missed so much. So, I think my ultimate character for Tomorrowland would be Push. Who would have thought a trash can would be the icon for Tomorrowland? (laughs) But he deserves it. I I have given mine. Let's hear yours.
0: Well, I have to admit, I also started to think about Stitch as well. And really, the only other two that kind of came to mind as potentials is either, I feel like, Father Deer from Carousel of Progress... Oh, that's um, a like as a, a little bit of the off the beaten track kind of person and also just kind of representing the progress and the, the potential of the future. And then the other, honestly, that popped into my head while you were talking about, about push was Cosmic Ray. Oh, why did
1: I not think about that? That's brilliant. Okay, yours. cosmic
0: ray. <laughs> well, I figure because you know what? He's got the best music in the galaxy. Number one. Ugh. Number two, he he fits the look of Tomorrowland so well. And he's got a cousin in Tokyo. So, there you go. We can Ugh. brand him out.
1: And just classic songs like You, Nork and Bright Little Star. Bright little star. Little star. Though I'm light years away from you now. Oh, just, I I will sit in there And listen to every single song he sings. Cosmic Ray, or I shouldn't say Cosmic Ray, Sunny Eclipse.
0: Oh my gosh, I called him Cosmic Ray. It is Sunny Eclipse. Shame on Abby. Please don't hold it against me, internet. All right, I think this is going to be crazy and probably a noise mess, but I'm excited for it. On the count of three, we should name our first pick for Main Street. All right, so with that, Megan, are you ready? I'm ready now. Okay, here we go. One, two, three. Dapper
1: Dapper dance. Dance. Yes! Oh, love it.
0: I I feel like this one is a no conversation of like trying to find a unique perspective because we're not, so we're not the same. It's got to be the Dapper Dans. Has to be. They're colorful, they're musical. They help to bring the life and joy of Main Street USA alive.
1: It's that like traditional barbershop quartet kind of vibe and yeah like just a, a trip down main street is not complete until you hear from the Dapper Dans and and I love seeing them even like I know obviously the trolley show is a little bit different but like every once in a while they are on the trolley and you see them singing and they're just they're great like I just love watching them and I'm not gonna lie I'm still upset about the fact that I didn't get the Dapper Dan dress from the D23 Expo a couple years ago I wish I got it. I'm upset now that we're talking about it. Moving on. Dapper Dance. Main Street. Done.
0: All right. Well, I guess this brings us to our next park, which I must admit, I feel like we might get through pretty quickly. Epcot. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) For the icon of the park, I I feel like, once again, Disney hasn't done a good enough job with Spaceship Earth, or for those who don't know what Spaceship Earth is, the giant golf ball, it (laughs) perfectly represents the world of the future, the world of the past and the world yeah. in my mind. So I'm I think that's a fair icon. But here's where things get complicated. And part of the part of the reason why we even actually started asking these questions is because Epcot's actually gone through a couple quote unquote icon characters to kind of coincide with the park. And especially with its merchandise and so i'm just curious to see if there's any you know if there's any new character that comes to mind any character from the past that should stay the icon of the park hint hint nudge nudge but yeah miss megan what are your thoughts
1: yep i definitely agree with spaceship earth being the icon i feel like this is going to be a different conversation for studios when we get to it but that being said for characters the first one that pops in my head, and I feel like you're gonna agree with me on this one, is Dreamfinder. Dreamfinder and or Figment, specifically in Future World, or honestly, the two of them together. Just they've always, especially Figment, has been such a classic thing. And I love that Disney's really brought him back and made him a significant face of Epcot and especially for a lot of the festivals as well. Mm-hmm. I really like that. And you know, it's, it's just, it's such, it, I think it's so tough to bring all of these factors together because there's so many historical things that go through my head of attractions that are no longer there, like horizons, universe of energy, you know, world of motion. And they were all similar concepts. And I keep sitting there going, Oh, is there anyone that stands out in my head? But yeah, the, the first thing I think of is Dreamfinder and figment. So yeah. What about
0: you? I have to admit, I definitely agree. I mean, I am a huge fan of Dreamfinder. If there was a way to ever bring him back to the parks, I think my face muscles would break from joy. They would just stop functioning because I'd be so happy and smiling all the time. But definitely, I think, especially with Figment, with the fact that, one, he was originally, he's one of the few examples that you can have of a character who's not part of an IP. He was created for park life. And I think that's kind of really cool. And the fact that he also represents imagination and just how integral that is for any kind of, be it creative process you take or STEM process you take in life, you still need imagination and creativity to kind of break those things. And I think he would be one of those ones who'd be so great to like, even if he's going through the world, you can dress him up from traditional garb from each of the lands that are represented in world showcase section. And I think honestly, just seeing him like dressed up as a little Parisian would be so adorable. I'm not going to lie. That's part of it. All right. Well, I guess this brings us to our next slightly complicated history park, which is Hollywood studios. This is my home
1: park. So I don't want to say I'm sensitive about it, but I'm very involved. Protective. I'm I'm protective. I'm involved. Not gonna lie, how many years later I'm still heartbroken about Great Movie Ride. I'm sorry. Nope. Gotta get a cry yep. here.
0: Uh anyways. You wanna know what's something really funny for me? I am way more heartbroken over Great Movie Ride and the Earful Tower than I am the hat.
1: Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, don't get me wrong. I was upset to see the hat go as well because that was, it was a significant part of the park for 10 plus years, which I get. But I was so excited to have Groman's Chinese Theater the primary icon again. Like, I loved that. I loved walking up Main Street and seeing... And again, you know me, I'm a very nostalgic Disney history kind of person. So I remember going when I was a kid and that was the only view you got was seeing the Chinese theater. And I remember sitting in front of it and watching like, The Aladdin parade and the Mulan Mm -hmm. parade when it came down. So those are the things, like, those are the memories that stick in my head. So for me, I liked the hat, but once it was gone, I was like, yes, like, we're back to true core of, like, what the park started as. Now we got to figure out what you think the icon should be now, because I know right now there's a mix between Gromans and Tower of Terror.
0: See that's that's the weird thing too for me and if I can kind of go back a little bit to what you're talking about like I remember a time in that park's history where Sunset Boulevard where the current stage show is for Beauty and the Beast and Fantasmic and Tower of Terror and Rock and Roller Coaster didn't even exist. Yeah. Like I remember the first time going in the parks and going wait a minute I can turn right here and seeing the behemoth that was the tower and at that point there was nothing else around it so i can remember that and i remember over the years you know first it was the original mgm logo with mickey and then it was the roman chinese theater and then it was the earful tower and then it was the hat and then they got rid of the hat so then they went back to the tower and then they got rid of the tower and then they're like well let's make it the theater oh wait we're gonna change the theater let's make it tower of terror and it's got a very probably one of the most complex histories of of what that icon to represent the park is which is also kind of cool though because especially when you look at different pieces of merchandise that's supposed to represent all four parks you can kind of tell when you bought it based off of what represents the studios.
1: I, I was just gonna say the same thing because I have three t-shirts now and okay like this is how much I haven't grown in my lifetime. I still have a t-shirt from when I was in grade like eight. Not gonna lie, I haven't worn it in a really long time, but anyways, <laughs> I still have it. It's short, er, it's small, but it's got the sorcerer's hat on it. But then I have another t-shirt that has Tower of Terror on it. And I've got another one with the Earful Tower on it. So got, I've got all three.
0: You can get a match set soon.
1: <laughs> I know, I just I just need one with Gromance. And, and then I've got, I think I've got the whole complete set.
0: Boom. But yeah, so I think with that too, and especially at the time that we're recording this episode, the landscape and what Hollywood Studios looks like is even still kind of evolving and changing, especially now with Galaxy's Edge being open properly and the Toy Story Land being open. It almost feels odd to maybe even pick a particular attraction to be the icon for Hollywood studios at least at least from my perspective as of right now because then you kind of go okay well do you stick with Tower of Terror do you go with I don't know Slinky Dog do you go with the Millennium Falcon and then if you do that you're like you're still avoiding part of the park where you still have star tours and you've still got Indiana Jones stunt show so I almost wonder if it would be worth oh I know as soon as you walk into the park Mickey's on top of the world yes that was literally what I was just about to say. Great mind think alike. There you go. Well, And I guess you get to hear kind of the my verbal processing of, of, of why I would probably, we would probably pick that, which is, it's the first thing you see when you enter the park. And I think it, it kind of represents a lot of what happens in that park, at least as of right now, that would go really well with that. So yeah. cool. We solved the problem. There
1: we go. That, that'll be the one for now I honestly and- that's the only other thing I can think of like I, I definitely get the reasoning with Tower of Terror because it's Disney typically goes with and they've created this for every park essentially is the weenie for those of you that don't know what the weenie is it's like the focal point it, kind of typically central and central to the park or in the center area of the park
0: the thing that draws you into it
1: Yes, exactly. So obviously in in Magic Kingdom, the the weenie is the magic, or the Cinderella's castle. In Epcot, it's Spaceship Earth. But in studios, it always was Groman's and or the Earful Tower, like the, the water tower. But now, more than anything, it's actually, it is Tower of Terror, because that's the tallest thing that you can see in the park. And depending on where you are in the park, pretty much anywhere, you can still constantly see Tower of Terror. But I I love the Mickey on Top of the World. I like that. Now, characters.
0: Oh, you know what? Honestly, it's classic. It's unoriginal on my part, but it's what I'd have to go with. I would have to go with Mickey in an old-school film director garb because I feel like especially with all of the new and different things that are all in that park now I feel like having a classic icon character in a classic kind of Hollywood film garb really kind of helps unify a park that has a lot of different things going on in it when you think about it and a lot of cool things that I love and don't want to get rid of. But I feel like that's kind of, at least for me, that would be the one that kind of gives it some kind of harmony and synergy.
1: What about for you? You know, I, I was originally thinking some, something along the same lines. I just, I always remember going into into the park and especially on my contracts, there was a time slot between like, I'm going to say like 10 and 2 that it was Mickey, Minnie, Goofy, Donald, I believe Daisy was out there as well, Chip and Dale and they all came out in like Hollywood Studios like very 1920s kind of vibe outfits. And I I just I just loved watching them. Like they were and just they looked so great. So something like that. And again, I know with the the new rebranded Hollywood Studios logo, they really tried to go back to that classic, all old Hollywood kind of vibe. I would like to say the same. And I'm repeating myself again. But The Muppets. (laughs) I don't know why I keep going back to The Muppets today. I'm having a Muppet Day today. I'm going to go have to watch it on Disney Plus after this. But yeah no I think it's I think they're great to listen to and t- and to watch and it's a it's a very classic show in the park but yeah like I just I keep thinking about that and I and again it's one of those things I keep trying to go back to some of the old Attractions that used to be there on opening day, because a lot of them are not there anymore. Like backlot tour, but there's no characters that really stand out. You know, Great Movie right isn't there anymore. There wasn't really any characters that necessarily stood out in that, unless you wanted to make a a movie icon. Maybe honestly, maybe Mary Poppins. I know that that would be uh, maybe an interesting one to to bring her in there. Another thought. This is going a little off-ish. The Citizens of Hollywood. Oh, just guests love love them, right? Like guests love them and they interact with them. And that was like, and again, I'm going back to the the history and the original Hollywood studios and what it represented. It was the Hollywood that never was and always will be. So it's like this very glamorized version of these characters that would go around Hollywood and I, I just, they represent the park so well, and I know so many people love them.
0: I think to this day, my favorite is still page Turner. Mm-hmm. she's she's a classic. she's a she's a good lady. She is. And you know, I have to agree guys and they have they have a liberty that sometimes like even as cast members like I know you and I didn't necessarily always have but we could is depending on what department you're in or what part of a park you're in, you're limited to that section. Especially more so, I think, in the Magic Kingdom. Like, when I was working in Fantasyland, I could not leave Fantasyland when I was on stage. Because if not, you kind of break the theming. But when it came to the citizens of Hollywood, they could go anywhere. And the reason why I know that is because when I was nine, I got to meet them in their little old school motor car in the kind of like the back lot area when the old Hunchback of Notre Dame show was still going and no one else was around and literally i think we gabbed with them for like a half hour basically the entirety of the hunchback show we were standing in front of the show while the one current running was happening and literally just gabbed with them for forever i like your answer is all i'm saying i have many yay. a memory many a memory related to them ah
1: i love it yay so okay so i think we're good with studios so on to a
0: animal kingdom now The final park of Florida. Realistically, when you think about it, most of the park's icons have been kind of nailed in pretty well, unless you're talking about the studios. And I feel like the same can be said for Animal Kingdom. The Tree of Life, it's the center of the park. It is so beautiful when you get to get up really close to it and see all the intricate carvings of all the different animals in the roots. If for whatever reason you couldn't do the Tree of Life, I think my argument would then next be go to Everest just because as we've kind of talked about before with the studios, it is the largest thing in the park. Like I remember the first time going to animal kingdom after Expedition Everest had opened, and we couldn't, for some reason, my mother and I couldn't find a map. But at that point, I went, Okay, well, it's the tall mountain over yonder. Let's just keep walking in that direction until we apparently get close enough to it. And we found it, which just kind of shows you how kind of iconic and, pardon the pun, mountainous it is. So I think there's a solid argument for keeping the Tree of Life as the icon. But if for whatever reason you could not, I'd go with Everest.
1: Agreed. I can't even imagine having something else other than the tree of life. Like you said, it's just so beautiful. All the animals carved in there is incredible. Yeah, honestly, can't even think of anything else. I agree with the backup of Everest. The only other thing that I could even remotely close think of, and I, honestly, I don't even want to say it, but like Pandora, but even then I couldn't pick Pandora. It's a world all on its own. Mm-hmm. I think The tree of life just exemplifies everything that animal kingdom stands for yep
0: i wholeheartedly agree and in fact i i kind of thought about pandora too because i was thinking about you know what are the weenies of that park and you think about flight of passage and i mean i think i almost openly wept after i got off that ride oh Um, same and and so part of you kind of wants to go yeah it should be maybe something related to pandora but they i think the struggle with that is that the imagineers did such a great job of bringing Pandora to Florida, if you will, that like the floating mountains, how would you necessarily make that into an icon that you can then share with the world? And like you said as well, is like Pandora is very much kind of a world to itself that I don't think trying to transpose it into this kind of categorying and sectioning that we're doing would would do it justice for lack of a better phrase and in a way like when you think about the materials that make the tree of life the tree of life i think it still kind of captures a bit of pandora as well because i mean you think about pandora it's this beautiful world that is focused on nature and the whole reason why we know about it is because in the films a bunch of oil rigging monsters are the ones who are kind of destroying what makes everything so magnificent of pandora and so i think if you like would even you can make the argument how the tree of life still works for that because it's again taking something that is supposed to be like crude oil it can be damaging to the environment it's not a great source of energy when you think about it and instead are uh, changing it to represent something of nature and of beauty i think it works i agree and the the biggest thing for me is
1: joe Rody, created and designed most of Animal Kingdom. And he did such an amazing job and made it so uniquely Disney and tied in all this travel and culture and history and really put it into the Tree of Life. Whereas Pandora is uniquely James Cameron and that's his universe and his world. So as much as they've made it and brought it into the the Disney family, it's still in a, like I said, it's in a world on its own.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's
1: mm. my perspective.
0: <laughs> now I guess comes the challenge of finding an icon for the park, because I know when the park originally opened, they had marketed it with basically like, it was like a trek of animals, and you had different animals representing different areas, including the never made it to the park's beast world with a dragon. Beastly Uh, Kingdom. Which I still have the McDonald's toy that they sold in kids' meals of the dragon for Animal Kingdom. Right on. Right? But anyway, I don't think a dragon would necessarily fit in this place. Purple dragon for Epcot and Figment, yes. Animal Kingdom, no. So what are your thoughts? Because I got nothing. (laughs) So
1: just to start, Animal Kingdom is definitely one of the newer parks. You know, obviously we went back to Epcot. We had Dreamfinder and you know from the 80s so a little bit different we're talking late 90s uh, like you know borderline close to 2000. so it's definitely one of the newer parks there's not a lot of characters or history I guess to, to build from or maybe pull back from but the thing is the animals speak for themselves so if we're gonna do any icons, I think it makes sense to use the animals from whether it's the Kilimanjaro Safari or we pull out some of the animals that are represented in Disney films like Simba, Nala, Mufasa, Nemo, Dory, anything. So I definitely think that we could use some of the animals that are in Disney movies to represent the park. Other than that, I got a whole lot of not Oh, I have an idea. Ooh, here's one. Chester and Hester in DinoLand USA. It's Chester and Hester's DinoRama. Ooh, yeah. Abby has no idea what I'm talking about
0: no no I don't I do I do know what area of the park you're talking about and now that you mentioned Chester and Hester I do recall them (laughs) but as much as I love you if I had to pick between the two ideas I like your first idea that one I feel like is more embodying all of the Disney park and I think it'd also be really cool to kind of like have this mishmash of different characters from different IPs to kind of represent the animal kingdom and I guess the only way that I maybe would alter that is to stay along that line and to keep it back with its history, the old icon used to be literally the silhouetted trail of different types of animals to represent the different lands, is maybe stick with that, but then just update it to have a dinosaur and have a banshee.
1: Hey, there you go.
0: Because I mean, as we are filming this, they're doing all those renovations and bringing a little bit more of that classic yet modern spin on all of Epcot with all the old logos and everything and giving it that like retro chic, for lack of a better phrase, then you could kind to keep that or alive there in a uh, animal kingdom I love it. sorry my my uh, gold miner was showing there <laughs> I think we did it. I think we did. And I think we should stop there as opposed to going around the world cuz if not, oive. Agreed. Yeah, so
1: we answered what Disney character should be the mascot for each park and what should be
0: the icon for each And we prattled a lot and it was great. It was. And I feel like we checked off every box on our to-do list today. Yay. We hope you enjoyed listening. If you did, we're Megan and Abby, and this has been Disney Girl Talk. If you didn't, this has been Georgia Ethel, and this has been the importance of letting paint dry. (laughs) Abby, nice Jungle Cruise skipper homage. That was great.
1: In all seriousness, if you like the podcast, we'd love to hear from you. If you have any questions, comments, or suggestions on what you want to hear us talk about, please email us at DisneyGirlTalk at gmail.com. Or you can Instagram us at
0: Disney Girl Talk. Feel free to also subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Or wherever you listen to podcasts and Disney music. Oh yeah, that too.
1: Thanks so much for listening. And remember, Always watching. Ooh, nice Roz impression.